What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, well, what is it? It's Thursday the 11th, 2018, and you guys are listening to episode 375. And uh, I probably shouldn't tell you guys this, but I have to just because of how sickening it is and uh, what happened. And uh, I could assure you not to worry about it because I will I will do the same thing, hopefully. However, uh, this is literally and truly the second time I'm doing episode uh, 375. I was fired up. I was going nuts. I was yelling. I was on an all-time rant. I was talking about all kinds of shit, and I feel like I had one of the best episodes I ever did. And uh, I had the kids getting off the bus. I had a bunch of shit on my mind. And by accident, I hit don't save, thinking that I originally saved it. And it already went into my iTunes, and now I can unsave it. And uh, I lost it. I was on the phone with Apple trying to see if I can get it back or retrieve it. They said if it wasn't saved, I can't. I was sick to my stomach. Then I had other shows, and I had to run around, and I could not do it. So I actually had this episode uh, early in the week, done, ready to go, and it was not saved. Uh, You know, I talked about the Brett Kavanaugh thing. I went nuts on Odell Beckham. I I, I went nuts. And it was all this different shit. I talked about somebody in my neighborhood or somebody in my district who sucks. I just, it was one of those shows, okay? And I had to live with, it actually took me a long time, but don't you people worry because I have it all in the bank. I remember everything I talked about and I even have another thing I'm upset about because I was at the Yankee elimination game. So there's a lot of shit to talk about and a movie that I saw. Okay, so I'm redoing episode 375 on this Thursday. My apologies. I was so excited to have that great episode early in the week and get it going. And of course, it did not work out that way. So, I have a little chip on my shoulder on this one. You know, I feel like uh, the coach didn't want me in the game, and now they're putting me in the game on this one. So that's good for you. That's good for the listener. All right. And uh, it's uh, it's time to uh, to do the show. So sit back, relax, wherever you may be, and enjoy TVE 375 Take 2. Oh, my God, I hate to say that. I hate to say that shit because uh, it was a good one. But... A ton of stuff to talk about, okay? Um, first, I'm going to get into the uh, the sponsors. You guys know, Capper Network. And guess what? I got my uh, winning percentage uh, back up a little, okay? So um, I, I believe my winning percentage went to like from like 48 to 41. But now I got it back on, uh, I got it back to, what is it? I believe 40... Let me see here what the percentage is. For you people that don't know, please check out my amazing new sponsor, CapperNetwork.com. Capper Network lets you predict sports. So you can go to all of you can go to all of the sports uh, that you like, whether it be NFL, uh, MLB, NBA, NHL, whatever it is, and you can go and you handicap you you can pick and then you get ranked on a leaderboard. Okay, so all of those dude I called it moments, you can prove it. You and your friends could sign up 100% literally for free. You can go to the leaderboard and you could see who's up there and you can make bets based on the, the people that are doing great. You can uh, 
Uh, people can buy your advice if you're killing it. You could even draft capping teams. So you draft the best handicappers, see what they're doing. You can make money for all different levels of sports, whether you're big on handicapping, whether you're, um, you know, not Lloyd, stop it. Sorry about that. My dog is scratching the couch. Uh, whether you're, you know, new to fantasy or or not, this is amazing. Uh, they're always adding stuff to this. I think they, they talked about even doing teasers or something. You could you could ask them. They're always willing to uh, listen and add to the site. It's amazing. And I did um, I did pretty well this week. I did pretty well. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. What I have eight. What did I go? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yes. Yeah, so I, I gained a little bit. And now my winning percentage on here is my prediction history there is uh what's my record here? Profiles of trend. Let's see here. So I am yeah, I'm on like, you know, I'm doing purchases. Let's see here. I'm like forty, I think I got to like back to like forty forty something percent right. Okay, so I got the you know, I, I got my uh, trying, trying to get it back up there. Uh, I had a better week than last week, that's for sure. But please check out CapperNetwork.com. Tell your friends. You could talk shit. Have a good time. Uh, you could go against me. I know that uh, Kelly Meyer and I are going back and forth. I think, I don't know how close we are. I think we're close to see who's winning that one. But check that out. Also, All Things Comedy, guys. Go to All Things Comedy. Uh, you know, November 2nd, uh, they're the producers of my special, which was picked up by Comedy Central, and uh, that will be airing uh, Friday, November 2nd. Check that out. Also check them out for their online content, cooking shows, travel shows, um, you know, live podcasts, uh, the, all the other amazing podcasts, albums, and all that stuff. Uh, check them out at All Things Comedy and follow them at uh, All Things Comedy on Twitter. Uh, okay, guys, I am coming off uh, of an amazing week. As you could hear a little bit in my voice, I'm definitely tired, a little run down, but all good stuff. Uh, I was opening up for Bill Burr on his um, New England tour, and um, it was amazing. I can't go into the story I went into on Patreon, okay? Patreon listeners heard one of the best stories that's ever happened in my career, and I'm not saying that to be a dick, like, oh, you got to pay to hear it, but you know what? You kind of got to pay to hear it because I had to tell the story that night. Um, I opened for Bill at the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield on Thursday. Friday night, I opened for him at the TD Garden in front of 18,000 people in the round. One of the best, uh, you know, nights of my life, career, I should say. Um, you know, and but what happened in order for me to get there right up until the last minute uh, is an amazing story. And uh, it is on the Patreon. You guys could listen to it for an extra, what, $3 a month, $3, a cup of coffee. You get more stuff and you get more shit. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that story. I know the feedback people were loving it and saying great story, but something wild happened. I will get, you know, you know, just let you know, uh, you know, a little bit about that night. And then the next night was Bridgeport, Connecticut, uh, in front of, I believe like seven or 8,000 people also in the round. Um, all were amazing. Thanks to all the fans who said kind words, uh, came out, uh, you know, knew and supported me. It was amazing. And um, the TD Garden, man, let me just say, where the Celtics play, but with the floor filled with seats and you're just in the round. Uh, it was really just a, an amazing, you know, the crowd was amazing. The people ready to go. Tony V opened up first. And uh, I could give you this hint and clue. I almost missed the show. Okay. But the story leading up to it, you're going to be like, what the fuck? 
It was really nuts. Um, you know, so awesome. And, uh, you know, I had a, a, an unacceptable that I did. I had a, <laughs> I had an unacceptable that I did um, on the first one. And it was about how Waze... Okay, Waze tries to save you 30 seconds by taking you off the beaten path. Like, let's say, you know, whatever, Route 84 or whatever. You know, and they'll take you off there for 30 seconds just to get back on. You go through some little fucking town. But then, God forbid, there's traffic lights and there's shit going on in that town. It ends up being the same shit. And now you're not even where you're supposed to be. God forbid there's, a you know, traffic there. Then you're fucked and you can't get back on. It's like, I'd rather sit here going the way I'm supposed to be going than sitting in front of a Wendy's or a Sunoco or one of these fucking places where everybody else is online. Because guess what, guys? Everybody else has ways. You know, I was just at Yankee Stadium and I was like, oh, don't worry, I got clear. Clear gets you right through. You know how many other fucking people had clear? It, it, it was a clear line. It was, it was, it, other people, you, now it's become, doesn't matter if you got clear. You know, now you got to get like super clear where you pay more money. So it's just you and a few other people because everybody's doing the same shit to get an advantage, which just means more people are coming. More people. Um, so my original, okay, <laughs> my original unacceptable, okay, was the ways messing you up and trying to do this and get you the safest, I mean, the quickest way, even if they literally try to take a minute off, okay, that was my original, um, unacceptable, oh, how things have changed, oh, how things have changed, okay, so, um, I'm gonna, I guess I'll just get into the, get into it like this here, uh, and, and, and just, go into sports and do sports now, but, uh, you know, I'm really upset and pissed off and I just can't f- fucking believe what I witnessed, um, with Odell Beckham Jr. throwing his teammates under the bus. Okay. Um, you know, and, and sitting in an interview with a rapper, I'm going to get into that in a second. It was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen is one of the most disgraceful things I've ever seen. And, uh, this way more surpasses way more uh, than the ways screwing me up because it's trying to get me there, you know, five seconds faster. Okay, so before the Giants game against Carolina, which was a heartbreaker, I thought the Giants definitely, um, you know, I thought they definitely showed some signs of life. Eli kind of became Eli in the fourth quarter, throwing some bombs, throwing a touchdown. Uh, you know, they, they really started to come around. Saquon got the touchdown. We end up rallying, going up 31-30 to 30 with like a minute something left. And, of course, we lose the game by a 63-yard field goal. But I felt like we became a team. And tonight, and, and here's the best part about that. The best part about that is the Eagles lost that day, the Cowboys lost that day, and the Redskins lost on Monday. So, um, there was like no harm, no foul, because our division stinks, and everybody in our division right now is 2-3, and three, and we're 1-4, and four, and we play the Eagles tonight. So, if we beat the Eagles tonight, we're right there with everybody, and uh, a shitty division and it could, that could be had by anybody in the division because it's so bad. That's the good news. The bad news, everybody... Okay, and what drove me fucking nuts, everybody, and what still is, and what I ranted about so much on the other podcast, I'm even more fired up now, so don't worry, okay? And there's another thing I'm going to fucking rant about about sports a little bit, and then there's, a, uh, you know, somebody in my district that I need to talk about, so this might get a little ugly, okay? I'm going to try to keep it, I'm going to try to keep it as calm and nice as I possibly can. ESPN, and first of all, shame on ESPN, I'm going to get into that shit in a second, 
All right, ESPN wants to ask these questions and decides to sit down with a fucking diva, you know, prima donna, who just got $95 million, by the way. They sit down and they do an interview with Odell Beckham Jr. on Sunday Countdown, NFL Countdown. They show him before the game. And he's sitting there. And not only is he throwing his his coaching under the bus, his quarterback under the bus. Now, I like Odell Beckham as a talent, okay? But all of this shit, okay, that's gone on with him. And then he was a choir boy and he got his $95 million, 60 of whatever, 65 guaranteed, whatever, is in an interview sitting next to little fucking Wayne of all people. Little Wayne, the rapper, is just sitting there next to him. And as Odell's talking, Little Wayne is just nodding his head like like some, like, you know, hype man. But, you know, just like, yeah, uh-huh, I hear you. Yeah, it was the most bizarre thing. First of all, why the fuck would the NFL let a guy just sit there with his rapper friend talking about football? Then they have the nerve. What the fuck is Little Wayne doing? He's a rapper. He's a rapper. What's next? You're going to talk to an NFL player? I mean, an NBA player sitting next to fucking Martha Stewart? You know, uh, fucking Emerald Legato. I don't understand. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have chefs sitting down. What the fuck are these? What are you talking about? It was almost like I was in a twilight zone. You're sitting there. You're talking to an NFL player about the troubles of his team and what's wrong with the offense. And Little Wayne is just nodding his head, looking. What the fuck is he doing there? It's the most. And ESPN. And shame on ESPN for asking questions like, "Do you think Eli's part of the problem?" And then Odell, I don't know. Really. Really, that's what you're going to do? That's what you're going to talk about, about a two-time Super Bowl MVP, a two-time champion? Okay, do you think Eli's going to do any interviews talking about how the how you dropped those fucking passes? Huh? How you dropped 10 points in the only playoff game you were in, in Green Bay? Do you think Eli's going to do that? you think Eli's going to, you know, fucking do that? Classless shit? you think Eli's going to talk about how you were shirtless in Timberland boots on a fucking boat the day before you had to be in four-degree weather in Lambeau on your day off with the other receivers? Like you were in some fucking boy band and, and doing a, a shitty fucking uh, video in Miami? Are you out of your fucking mind? you think Eli would do that? No. You're sitting there, you know, and, and you got little Wayne nodding his head. It's like, I was almost like, what am I watching? And how did ESPN allow this? How does ESPN go, hey, you know what? Yeah, you can let Lil Wayne in there. And then we're going to ask you questions about your team. Why don't you shit on him? It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's the most disgraceful thing I've ever seen. And I like the guy. I think the guy's talented. But you know what? It's ridiculous. You don't do that. And then, yes, he apologized to his team, you know, with Lil Wayne next to him. What? I'm kidding. I don't think Lil Wayne was there. I hope to God he wasn't. But what is that? Like, I've never seen anything like that. Could you imagine back in the day? Seriously, could you seriously imagine back in the day if they were just interviewing, you know, fucking Dan Marino and fucking MC Hammer was next to him, just nodding his fucking head? You'd be like, what the, what am I, what, what, what are you doing here? Are they, are they doing a commercial together? Like, what the, what? It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It was literally the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. And the fact that this guy's doing that, and then he apologized. It's like, just keep your mouth shut. How about that? You know, how about that? How about you just go, hey, man, we're going to figure it out as a team. I just got $95 million. Why don't I fucking zip my mouth for a second here? You just got $95 million. You should have duct tape across your fucking mouth. And pray to God the guy gets you the ball and that shitty offensive line does its job. How about doing that? Oh, my God. And listen, I know he wants to fucking do good. And I know that he wants to. But, like, you know, like, when was having Little Wayne in the fucking thing part of it? When was that part of it? Okay. 
Do you guys understand that? Like, think about that. I don't like. I don't understand how that wasn't like breaking news. Going, a wide receiver is in an interview, sitting next to Little Wayne talking. It, it was. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I still can't even wrap my fucking head around what I witnessed. Yeah, we're here with Randy Moss talking about his playing days. Uh, you know, uh, it's just a mo- next to him. We got Al Roker. Al Roker's hangers are what? So anyway, I'm sorry. I'm yelling. I just, I, I can't fucking deal with that shit. It's the most unacceptable thing I've ever seen in sports, sitting there next to a rapper. That's what it's come to. That's what it's come to, that the, these guys who are making more money, more money for him, his family, his grandkids, all that stuff. Okay? Eli Manning would never, Eli Manning, hey, we're going to do the best for the team. You know? Sitting there in a suit, just like, ah, right, we're going to do the best for the team. I'm going to take care. Go home. You know? not sitting there. Somebody else just shitting him. Eli Manning has plenty of people he could shit on. You know, but he doesn't because he's a class act. So there's that unacceptable. Okay, in sports. And then the Giants lose that game. Um, what else? The New York Yankees got shut out. I went to the game. I mean, not shut out. They got eliminated from the playoffs. Um, and here's my problem with it. Okay, here's another unacceptable that I have with it. Okay, now some of you people don't know or care and you're waiting for me to get to other parts of the of the podcast that are funny and not sports. Okay, and that's fine. I'll get there. Okay, let me get through this fucking segment and then I'll get there. Okay? Um, you know, for you people that don't know, the New York Yankees, I'm going to pull up these numbers. Okay, I'm going to pull up these numbers just so people could see it. I'm going to just pull up these numbers just so people could see what I'm what I'm talking about here. So, the New York Yankees won 100 games. The Boston Red Sox won 108 games. Boston Red Sox overall probably a better team. They're a contact-hitting uh, contact team. They hit base hits. They hit singles. They hit doubles. They steal. They play old-school ball. They have very talented players. Yankees have uh, a little better pitching and a better home run hitting, but I think all in all, the Red Sox are just a better hitting team and all that stuff. But we, we you know, during the regular season, we played them 19 times. We won nine. They won 10. Very kind of close. Okay, I think we get the edge with the bullpen. Here's my problem. Because of analytics, because of statistics, because of, oh, well, when CC Sabathia pitches, a lot of balls go to third base, and we don't think. We sat the American League Rookie of the Year, Miguel Andujar, who is our everyday third baseman. Let me just give you his numbers, okay? Let me just give you his numbers. He had 170, was it 170 hits. He had 27 home runs. He had 92 RBIs, and he's the only Yankee to come close to batting 300. He batted 297. If you don't know baseball, that... That's really fucking good. Not to mention, um, he had more RBIs and home runs than Derek Jeter did his rookie year. Derek batted 314 with 13 more hits. That's it. Okay? So that's how good of a year that this kid Andujar had. Now, Miguel Andujar is not the greatest third baseman. He's got some work to do. He had some errors, and I get it. But they decide to put in a journeyman, Neil Walker, who's a great glove at third base and a switch hitter. Okay? You cannot bench a guy that is the rain or gonna be the AL Rookie of the Year, your best hitter. He had more doubles than fucking anybody. He, the guy, they called him a double machine. He was on second base constantly. Okay, and because you're worried about an error, 
Okay, if you're so worried about errors, why the fuck is is uh, you know Gary Sanchez uh, playing uh, catcher? Oh, I know why. Because Gary Sanchez, he batted 170, but he's got the ability to hit home runs. This guy's got the ability for doubles, home runs, better fucking average than everybody. And just because he wasn't having the greatest series, you bench your American League uh, Rookie of the Year. Okay, you bench this guy who has who had an unbelievable year and who's one of the guys that got you the 100 wins. He's one of the guys that has been there. He's the reason that you guys were were hitting and winning in these in the in these close games and everything and you bench him. I think that's unacceptable. You live and die with the guy. Okay? You live and die with your everyday third baseman who's going to be the rookie of the fucking year and had the better average than anybody. You're basically benched the best hitter on your team. The, the best, most consistent hitter on your team, you benched for a journeyman. Now, granted, Neil Walker got on base twice, okay? No big, you know, hits towards his way, but the ball didn't even go to third base. So because analytics and this whole Billy Bean thing, if you people don't know Billy Bean, Billy Bean is the GM of the athletics, and he's got this thing based on mathematics and numbers, Okay, sometimes how about the measure of a fucking man? How about letting the rookie of the year go up there in that spot in the bright lights and see if he could become a Yankee, see if he can become a great for somebody that almost batted 300. Unacceptably, you just sit him down like that because statistics say, oh, I think the ball is going to probably go to third more with this pitcher. Fuck that. Let him go in, and then if you know if it gets bad or whatever, you figure it out, or let him go in for a little bit. But you can't take that bat out of the lineup after what he did all year. You cannot take a bat that hit 27 home runs, you know, 90 plus RBIs, and almost 300. That's that was my problem with the game. So there you go. That was my unacceptable. Okay. Odell Beckham Jr. sitting next to little fucking Wayne throwing his team under the bus in an interview, which is still the most baffling, the craziest thing I've ever seen. And 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 uh, the best hitter on the New York Yankees being benched for defensive purposes in a in a in an elimination type game. Okay. So there you go. As far as that, the Conor McGregor fight, guy got, you know, the guy just got the best of him. The guy was a better fighter. The shit at the end was wild. Uh, what else? You know, that was just, you know, you could, I, I kind of thought that that was going to happen, but, um, yeah, it, you know, it is, it is what it is. You know, I think sometimes these guys make their money and after a while there's so much fighting and doing this stuff, I think, you know, look at the end of the day, I think money makes you not as hungry. I do. You know, when you need to eat and you need to get money and nobody believes in you and stuff like that. You know, it's very rare. I think it's very rare that people just keep fighting and keep going. The shit that Tom Brady does, the shit that 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 Jordan did and Kobe and Jeter and some of these absolute all-time greats where it's just better and better and keep going until they die. That's very far and few between. I think a lot of these guys are like, "All right, look, I got fucking 300 million dollars. Like I'm I'm kind of good right now." You know, so, you know, I think some of it's a cat. Now, I'm not saying Connor did that because I think Connor is a, a good dude. And I think that he, you know, he he wanted to fight. But you could just tell in the press conference, it just doesn't seem like it's 100 percent. Anytime like the talking is more, you know, I remember when Tyson used to do that shit. And then after he lost, he was like, this isn't in my heart anymore. You know, I think that that happens. Sometimes. I'm not saying that's going on here, but and then the guy starts just swinging on fucking, you know, jumping into the I mean, look, dude, the guy he fought, you know wrestled Pakistani bears as a child. Like, if your dad makes you fucking wrestle a Pakistani bear as a child, you're probably never going to lose a wrestling match. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're probably never going to lose a wrestling match in your life. You know, 
Oh. As a matter of fact, that bear who wrestled uh, that the guy um, is going to be doing an interview with Odell Beckham Jr. next week, just nodding his fucking bear when, when Odell talks. I, I just can't believe that, you know? And then after that, yeah, it's going to be uh, Martha Stewart's going to be sitting there. They're just going to fucking have a lineup of fucking... So that, that, that's the new thing now, I guess. Everybody's just going to sit down with somebody somebody else. Um, so that's... that. Yeah, that's pretty much it for sports. Uh, the New York Giants play the Eagles tonight. And I got to tell you, if they lose, that will be the death of my baseball team and football team in the same week. Okay, because that means the Giants will go 1-5 and five and be multiple games out of it. Even in a shitty division, it, that probably would, you know, you're not going to make a wild card for sure, and I don't think you're going to win a division. So tonight, I really feel, is the season. That would mean that if the Giants lost tonight, my Yankees and Giants would be done, and all I had to look forward to was the New York Knicks. That's where my fucking sports status is right now, everybody. Okay. I'm not happy. Okay, you want to really piss me off? Just send me a meme. Of Little Wayne sitting next to, to, to Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, all right, so here's something that's going on in my in my neighborhood. We're at so after after the fi- uh, I'm sorry after the show in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay, I didn't take any hotel rooms in Springfield. I didn't in Boston. Even in Boston, I didn't. And in uh, Bridgeport, I didn't. I'm like, look, I want to be home. I want to sleep in home. I want to I wanna be with my kids in the morning, my wife and shit. Like, I'm just going to go home. Bridgeport's not far from me because I'm kind of near the border of Connecticut. So my buddy was having the Connor fight and the Yankee game on. And uh, I go to the house. We all go as a family and we're there. And my wife starts getting tired. Had a couple of drinks. I, you know, coming down from a long weekend of shows. I'm relaxing. I'm watching the fight, watching the game. And right when my wife wants to leave, I hear her like, she's like, I'm tired. And then all of a sudden I hear her start to get excited, like in a bad way. She's like yelling about something. And then another woman there is yelling. And I look over and they're on the same page and they're talking about uh, something going on or they were just talking about. So they were just getting loud and excited. They weren't really like yelling or cursing or upset. They were just, I just, I just was like, what, what's going on? What's this conversation? You know, when you hear something like, all right, what's going on here? What's this conversation here? And what it was, was, um, so in my town, there's like all the schools have like a forum, right? Like emails where everybody, parents all talk, everybody fucking talks. So apparently there's one, okay? There's always one. There's one individual who I guess they moved up from the city and they have a problem with fucking everything. Now, I'm not going to mention names. I'm not going to do anything like that. It's my district. So I got to be very, you know, I don't even fucking care. Because what I'm about to say is just just basically facts and truth about what's going on. But this individual has a problem with everything. Like it's to the point where like other parents are going, are you just like negative and not happy? And like what's going on? Like this is an individual who writes saying things like, you know, I don't think the daddy-daughter dance should be exclusive just to dads and their daughters. I don't think the mommy and son bowling thing should just... Why can't everybody... Like, that shit. Like, as if to say people fucking are trying to exclude people. It's like, no. The school was doing something unique so that the daddy and daughter can go to the dance and have that memory. You fucking overthinking asshole. You self-important, whoever you, I don't even, here's the thing. I don't even know this person. I never met this person. So this person could be nice. I'm just going by the shit that I heard. It's like, really? 
Really? So so the memories of a daddy-daughter dance, now it's going to be everybody because why? Because you think I, I would hate, to, for, you know, a daddy-son? It's like, what are you talking about? You know, these are the same people. I don't think Doritos should be in the cafeteria in this day and age. And it's like, well, tell your fat fuck kid not to eat them because they've been there forever. You know, it's like, how about that? Or how about, you know, if, if, listen, if your kid doesn't have the discipline, he's a fat fuck, how about it starts from home? You know, it's not my fault that this kid's, you know, you know, has the metabol bad metabolism. It's like, what are you talking about? I don't, I just don't think this, oh yeah, so maybe every, every kid should just be walking around with celery sticks and kale salads all the time. You fuck, it's just so over ridiculous, you know, and I'm not saying that that's exactly what they said, but that type of shit. So now everybody could go to the mommy-son bowling now. Why not? Well, don't exclude. And just everything is a problem. It's one of those people where every fucking thing is a problem. Everything's got to be said. Every, there's always something. It's the worst. It's the absolute fucking worst. And I can't go on the forum, obviously, because I just can't. Because we'll be kicked out of the district. You know, because everybody's got to hold their tongue and everybody, nobody could say anything to this individual. And again, I never met this individual. This individual could be nice. But the shit I was hearing, I was like, can I please get on this forum and talk? And they were like, absolutely not. You can't. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll vent to TVE then. I'll vent on TVE because this is my fucking show. This is my platform. And that's what I'm going to do. Okay. But these people, it's like everything needs to be this. Oh, well, you were excluding this. No. No, what do you think? I don't want, like, what do you think? I don't want my son at the daddy-daughter dance? I don't care, but that's not what it is. You know what I mean? Like, like my son doesn't feel excluded. My wife doesn't feel excluded. Well, she did because she fucking obviously had to volunteer to give ice cream out that time because God forbid, you know, but that's a whole other story. But like, yeah, it's like nobody, nobody's trying to exclude anybody, but it's just, you just make it that way. See guys, this is the point you know, that, that when things like that happen, these people try to be like these groundbreaking, you know, I'm going to change this. We just moved up from the city or this is how I think and I don't think it's right. And I'm going to make moves in our thing. And I'll say this, you know what? Shame on the school district for changing it. Cause I think they did. And I know my, I know people will get mad at me for saying that. And if they listen to this, I don't give a shit. Shame on the school district for changing something like that. Okay. Nobody's trying to exclude anybody. How about you have a little bit of balls and you go, you know what? Nobody's trying to do that. This is just something that we do and people like it. You know, fine. You want to come, you could come. You know, nobody's excluded, but we're not going to change the, yeah, let's have the daddy, daughter, uncle, aunt, you know, half dead grandparents in a wheelchair. We could wear their fucking half dead asses in there and spin them around on their, on their chairs in a fucking gymnasium too. Let's do that. Yeah, let's give grandpa's diabetes medicine on the fucking gymnasium floor too. We'll bring that in. Yeah, let's get all the Alzheimer's people in the fucking family. Not remember anybody who is talking about a basketball game they saw, you know, in 1931 because they're on a basketball court. Let's talk about that. You know, let, let's do that. Let's bring all those people in. Bowling, mommy, son, bowling. Let's get everybody bowling. Let's throw the grandparents down the fucking lane. So, so, so everybody's, so nobody's excluded. Okay, so nobody's excluded. Let's do that. You know, why would you only wear Nike if it, aren't you hurting Adidas's feelings? That mentality is so fucking, is so ridiculous to me. Oh, I'm fired up, guys. I'm fired up. This one, this one might even be better than the last one. I mean, what are we talking about over here? I like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Do, do these people really think, and, and think about this question for a second, okay? Think about what I'm about to say. Do these people really think 
that the school district, the parents, the sons and the daughter really have a meeting going, let's exclude people. Let's really make this just about us tonight. And if you're not invited, you're not fucking invited. Good. Like, do that? Is that what these people really think? Or are these people just unhappy, miserable people who need to be heard and need to do something to get some sort of self-validation, some sort of self-worth, okay, to feel like, oh, I did this and I did that so they can go to their stupid little fucking dinner party with other people like them and brag that they changed an amazing tradition between a son and a daughter or a mother and a son. I mean, uh, uh, you know, a, a father and a daughter and a mother and a son doing something like that. That they could go back and sip their fucking wine and go, well, you know, we moved up and we weren't going to have that because we can't have because that's how it starts. And it's like that. that's ridiculous. That's what happens, man. Everybody, it's it's that's what's going on right now. You know, and you guys know I'm always I think it's I, I do. I think I don't think it's black or white. It should not be black or white. Nothing should be black and white. Okay. This Brett Kavanaugh getting the Supreme Court. It's not a, it shouldn't be black and white. It shouldn't be, well, I believe her and she's a woman and you don't think so, you're a piece of shit. Well, you know what? This guy fucking did it and, you know, all that. Or, you know, I don't believe her and she's full of shit and this and that. How about this? Can anybody just do this? If people did this and we could communicate and we could talk with each other and actually sit down over a glass of wine and be friends when it's done or understand, can anybody go, hey, anybody who is a victim of that stuff, anybody who is a victim of, you know, sexual assault, sexual harassment, that's horrible, and my heart goes out to any victim, and if he did that shit, he shouldn't be on there, but if she's lying to make it up so he's not on there, that's fucked up too, and let's, like, get some proof and really figure it out, and can anybody say that and just, and just talk about it like that, or is it, like, I saw people on Twitter going, like, if you don't back, if you don't back her up, lose me as a friend, now, I didn't follow the thing, and then when people told me and everything, I was just like, oh, this is probably not going to go good for her because of the evidence. Because like any trial, you need to have eyewitnesses, you need to have evidence, you need to have times and all that stuff. And I guess, I, like I said, I didn't follow it, but they didn't have that. And the guy ended up getting, getting the seat or whatever. But I'm not even talking about that. Forget the case. I'm just talking about saying to somebody, yeah, man, I just really don't know. And I hope to God the right thing happens here and stuff. And I'd love to hear everything and, and, and know that way. But these people that had like definitive answers, like, no, you're on her side or you're on his side. You're either for sexual assault and, and, and you're for pieces of shit like this, you know, and you don't believe women and you're part of the problem, you know, or you're on our side. Instead of just finding everything out, talking about it and having people try to come to come to a medium and going back to the people that are um the people that I'm talking about that have to complain about everything that they have to that they have to change everything so they feel good or like let's let's you know we want everybody in it's like you you don't matter do you understand you don't fucking matter you're just somebody in the district causing problems because everybody's happy okay all of the kids play together all of the kids like each other Okay, for the most part, I mean, I travel a lot, but it seems like all the parents that I know are cool. Everybody likes each other. Nobody's going, man, what can we do to fuck over some people? That's my, that's my problem. It, it, it's, it's just everything is, is just so like, you know, every, everything gets looped into one. You know, everything gets looped into one. Get that Aziz Ansari shit. 
That guy could have lost every... Now, I, I, and I told you guys before, I mentioned it before, I don't know him, I don't particularly like the guy because I don't know the guy. So I can't say I like him or not like him, but I don't really know his ease. You know, I didn't talk to him, you know, anything like that. I have no dog in the fight, I don't care. But to like loop him in, you know, to scrape him with that net or to, you know, to skim the pool with the net and get everything and put him in there with all of these fucking horrible people because the guy went on a date, the girl wanted something more and he just wanted a hookup and, and the girl hooked up with him and then all of a sudden she didn't like how she felt at the end. You know, and now this guy's a monster and he didn't even do anything. Like, that's what I don't understand. It's like you can't, every every situation is different. Don't loop loop people in. If that guy did it, I'd be like, that guy's a fucking piece of shit. Harvey Weinstein's a piece of shit. They should put that guy down. Fucking Bill Cosby, get all what they deserve, you know? But I'm just saying, like, when all of a sudden you're under a microscope under shit like that and you went on a date and the girl wanted more, and I feel bad that the girl wasn't, like, happy how it ended up. You know, I have a daughter. I wouldn't want her to fit. You know what I mean? So if she felt like, oh, I thought it was going to be more and he just did this and he did that. But like the guy didn't do anything. The guy didn't do any criminal activity. And and for a little while, it was almost like he was outcast like that. And I don't think that's right because I just think people need to talk and find out each individual situation. And if somebody's a piece of shit and that's what they are, then fuck them. They deserve everything they get. But this whole like, oh, on this side and that side, and these people want to exclude these people, and this is this guy's for this stuff, and and, and this woman is for that, and I can't be associated with it. It's like that's the problem I think going on right now. Okay. By the way, little Wayne is sitting next to me, nodding his head, guys. He's nodding his head at everything I'm saying. I just want everybody to know, isn't that right, Wheezy? Yeah, he's just sitting here, making sure that you know. He's just nodding his head. Everything's going right. And you guys know how I, how I felt for everything. You guys have always known how I felt for everything. I think every situation is different. I think every situation is different. And I, and, and I know people aren't going to think like that, but that's it. Take each individual situation, break it down, and find out what happened. Okay? Not every white dude is a rich piece of shit who will step on your throat to get ahead. Okay? Not... You know, it's just not what it is. You know, not not every not, it's not like that. Not every you know guy who you, you know there, there's this thing that's like you know there's, and and the other side too the other the other shit too. You know, not every rapper is some dumb fucking you know talk about, you know, stupid shit and, and, you know, isn't smart and, you know, yeah, my Mercedes and my bitches and stuff. Like, those guys are fucking smart. It's not, everybody has these, like, categories for people. If you actually sit and talk to somebody, you know, so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't know what to do and I'm afraid if I go on that forum and I see something, I'm just going to say something, you know. Like, I want to get somebody like that on my podcast. I do. I want to get somebody like that on my podcast. Somebody that just has the inability, has the inability to put themselves in other people's shoes. And just go and really try to figure it out on my show. That's what I want to do. I want to sit down and I want to go, look, okay, you're this way politically. Okay, I'm in the middle. I have my issues both with the left and the right. There are certain things that I lean right on and there are certain things that I lean left on. You know, um, I'm basically kind of libertarian in a way where financially, I, I would say I'm pretty much more capitalist. I'm, I go a little right socially. I'm maybe a little left. I'm, I'm a little more open-minded that way. But I see both sides and I understand when both sides are upset about something. So that being said, why 
do you feel this way and you have the inability to even accept some, you know, something on that side and just see what they say and find out why, you know? And, and I, and I, cause I really want to understand that person because, you know, is it, is it just a, we have to win thing? Like, do you ever, you ever wonder that? Do you ever wonder why somebody is so steadfast in their ways? Somebody is so like, no, no, this is, I mean, how could you not? How could you not? Like, you ever wonder what those people like, no, no, no. If you like him or support him, I can't even talk to you. Like, I won't even talk to you. Like, I got to leave dinner. You know, I remember somebody telling me that they were at uh, dinner. And I might have talked about this on the podcast like year two or three. But I had a friend, great guy with his wife, and they were out with a couple. And he said something that supported George W. Bush. And the people got up and left dinner. They just got up and left dinner. And it just makes me wonder, like, what are you, are those people like, when you do something like that, where you're actually going to stop a dinner date, a, a fun night, drinking wine, eating dinner, having fun with friends, and then they say something that you disagree with, where you get up and leave, like, are you, what are you really trying to accomplish there? Like, are you trying, like, are you trying? I, I almost feel like it's for the purpose of those people telling people, yeah, I said that and they left, like, or them going and going, yeah, well, they said that and, and I left. And the funniest part is now when George W. Bush gets brought up, everybody goes nuts like he's a fucking hero. So um, I just hate people. I, I really like the, the majority of people just stink. Other than the fact, other than people that just obviously listen to TV are the best. But like, I, I don't understand. Like I, I just, people just sicken me with how they, how they are both sides of the coin. It just, they're, they're, it's just people as good as some people are. Some people are so shitty and suck that it's, it's beyond words that you, you, you just can never get through to them. I almost want to get on that forum and read shit on here, but I can't because I don't want to enrage myself. And then I would definitely probably get in trouble. And then you guys would probably end up saying something and we don't, none of us need that. But um, yeah, it, it was just like, you know, a situation where when I started to see people get excited and everybody and everybody, you know, everybody has to, you know, walk on eggshells. Everybody, I heard one person in the district said something like, oh, I guess you're just a miserable person or something. Like, I guess you're just unhappy or I guess you're just negative. And I, I don't know how that went, but I heard that and I was like, I want to hug that person. That'd be a great thing to do to somebody that's just like that, negative. Just kind of calmly look them in the face, let them finish their point and just look them dead in their eyes and go, oh, so you're just really not truly happy. Like you're definitely lacking something in your life then, right? And have them just be like, what? And be like, no, what I'm saying is for you to be like that, for you to say what you just said and be so like, you just, you obviously can't be happy or have like a great, you know, thing going on in your life. Like, and, and just look at them and make a, what do you mean? And just stay calm and never get mad. Like, no, 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 I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to argue. I'm just saying like, you're obviously like miserable deep down inside in your soul. You're just not a really, really great person because somebody like that would never automatically go to that. Oh, that would be great. Nothing is better than doing that to somebody when they fucking deserve it. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Number it might be my number one. Um. All right, let me get to the. Uh, let's do some movies. I saw a movie, everybody, that I know nothing about. I, honest to God, I can't even describe. I, I don't even know what I saw, but I was entertained. So I will tell you that in a second. Let me just check one thing here. Check in for your flight. Going to Michigan tomorrow, everybody. 
going to Michigan. Um, so I went to I went to Netflix, and I um, I saw this movie. I'm pulling it up here. I believe it's called Hold the Dark. Right? Is that what it's called? Hold the yes. It's called Hold the Dark, and it is with um. What's the guy? So it got 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. It's 2008. It's a new one on Netflix. And it's basically under the category of uh, drama, mystery, thriller, adventure, basically everything except comedy. Okay. It stars Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, you've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Uh, Jeffrey Wright was the guy in, um, he, he was in James Bond. He was in, uh, what else was Jeffrey Wright in? I think he was in, yeah, he was in The Manchurian Candidate, uh, Angels in America. He was in Broken Flowers. He was in um, just a bunch of stuff, right? Westworld, I believe. So anyway, is that, was that right? Yeah, yes, yeah, so Jeffrey Wright, okay? So he is basically a, uh, he wrote a book and there's a woman in Alaska who wrote him and said in the, you know, said that um, we're in Alaska and uh, wolves took my son and I want you to come here because I know you can hunt wolves. He wrote a book on wolves or whatever. I know you can hunt and kill the wolf that got my son and I need you to do that. And he kind of responded and showed up out there. And part of it was because he wanted to see his daughter who was out there. Who was he, who was he, estranged, he was, uh, who he was estranged from. And he goes there, and here's what the synopsis says. After the deaths of three children suspected to be killed by wolves, writer Russell Core, that's him, hired by uh, the parents of a missing six-year-old boy to track down and locate their son in the Alaskan wilderness. Boy, is this movie everything but that. This movie takes a turn. He finds out something that happened to the boy. Then... The father is in war, and it, there's a clip of, of him in war. Then the father gets out, and he wants revenge on other things, and this guy could go home, but he stays. And this shit is like three movies in one. It's two hours and five minutes. It was entertaining as shit. I don't understand the end. I kind of do a little bit, but not really. Um, it was just... So I'd say this. I don't even... I'll say this. Entertaining, yes. Did I enjoy watching it? Yes. I couldn't turn away, Yes. I did not understand it, and I even think it's online as one of the most confusing movies ever. So if any of you have any kind of the ending, then there's this crazy shooting scene, then there's a thing where they're in a, at, at the end, he goes and he goes into the will, he goes to the cave, and the, the all kind of the mother runs away. It's just this wild, I don't even know what to say. I know it's a, I know that my description of it is all over the place, but that's how the movie is. So let me know what you think. It's called Hold the Dark. It's on Netflix. It's two hours and five minutes. If you want to chill and just watch it, you will definitely be entertained. But I just don't understand the ending, really. I think I just don't understand the ending and how it all comes together. Um, I might want to watch it again. But definitely uh, check it out. And uh, there you go. So hold, So I would say it gets the Verzi approval for like what it was, but I just don't officially understand it. And I would say Je uh, Jeffrey Wright was great in it. Actually, all the acting was great in it. So definitely check that out. Uh, okay, where are we here? Where are we? Here? 47, 47 minutes, everybody. Um, where else do we go here?
Oh, you know what I wanted to do? All right, you know what? I, I wanted to do this with the show. Uh, you know the way like I'll just read the headlines from all the different n- news things and just see. Because you know how I always say this is very rarely positive. So let's do that. Let's do we'll, – we'll start with CNN. Then we'll do Fox. Then we'll do MSN. And I'm just – I'm not even going to read the articles. My, I'm just going to literally read the headlines. Okay? And we'll just see how things, you know, get a little gauge of, of, of what's going on. How about that? I think that's a fun way to, uh, you know, let, let's just see what's going on. Ready? Here we go. Uh, beach town in ruins. Okay. What else? News and buzz. Here we go. Mortgage rates, top 5%, hitting a seven-year high. Uh, Selena Gomez seeks treatment. Uh, one count tossed in Weinstein's uh, Weinstein criminal case. Schwarzenegger, I crossed line with women. Alec Baldwin, black people love me. Uh, <laughs> Anne merges from Blazing House. <laughs> Rare baby dinosaur fossil is full of surprises. Okay, that's nice. Couple arrested with body parts in stroller. That's not nice. Uh, school band uh, shocks with halftime show stunt. Uh, 64-year-old coaching legend working as an actor. Ronda Rousey calls out... Um, WWE stars. Okay. Uh, Michelle Obama on uh, the least we can give every girl in the world. All right. So that's that's CNN stuff. Actually, not that bad. Not that bad. Now, let's see what Fox News has. Okay. I just like, I, I just like doing this because it's like everything is breaking. Everything is breaking news. Everything's an update. Here we go. Fox News is down. Is that right? Uh, let's see here. Come on. News. Breaking news. Let's see. I don't understand what... All right. It's not working. This one's not working. Let's try U.S. Maybe the U.S. part will work. Fox News U.S. No. All right. That's not working. Let's go to... Um, well, let's see. Fox News got to have something on here. What are they doing? Uh, no. Fox News viewers might be tired of Trump rallies. Um... Uh, this one's Bill O'Reilly thrives at Fox News even as harassment settlements. Oh, that was last year. Okay, so this is this is older stuff. Uh, let's go to MSN. Let's see what MSNBC says. MSN, MSNBC. Let's just see. I just love what's trending. Oh, here we go. Breaking news. Top stories. Everything is breaking. This is all. Oh my God, did you see that thing where... Oh, this isn't working either, shit. All right, well, whatever. Did you see that thing where um, there was something on there that was scary? I'm going to... Yeah, I'm gonna, I want you guys to go to this because this is, this is exactly the shit that I was talking about with how it's all the media and everything is the same. So here's what, here's what you guys got to do. Go to this. I'm going to tell you what the, what the thing is. And then we'll, uh, sorry about that. For some reason, Fox News and MSN, so it was just that stuff. But the nice thing was, it's not all negative. There was some positive stuff in there. I definitely have to say. It was some definite, it wasn't all doom and gloom. And and that, that, I I guess that's actually a good sign. Um, Okay, yes. So go to, when you get a chance, go to, um, this is what mind control looks like. Okay, it's got 31 million views and it basically talks about how all the news channels and media across America are saying the exact same thing. And I don't mean like, I mean across the board, exact verbatim shit. 
Okay, and and then they show it in, in different little things, and it's insane. I'm gonna see if I can play some of it here for you, and then you guys can see just a little bit. I'm gonna see if you guys can can pick it up here. Okay, so here we go. Headley, and I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso. They're Los going back and forth to all different places. Iowa communities, Mid Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But all the same, plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. All the same shit. All news channels. That's like 30 different stations saying the same thing. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Yeah, so that's basically it. I want to make sure that that played well and you guys could hear it. Um, but how nuts is that? Like, how nuts and scary is that? Like, you know, the fact that, like, every news channel across the country is just saying the same shit, spewing the same shit. So think about that for a second. That's, you know, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, California, New York, Florida, all of these shows, just, just name a state, and all of the local people are feeding us the same thing. Think about what they say. Oh, that's a risk to our democracy. That's a risk to our democracy. That's a risk to our democracy. And you just keep hearing that shit, okay? And 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 all of a sudden, those people go out to a party and they're drinking. And guess what they're saying? Hey, man, there's a real risk to our democracy. And like, and that's how you control people. It's actually really scary. And the good thing, the the couple of good things about social media is that you can get that, and it does show you as much as it shows you negative shit. It does show you that, and smart people can look at what's going on and create things like that now. So that's a good part of technology. You could collect all this shit and really show people the negative too. And, um, you know, I, I, th I thought that that was really telling to me, like, holy shit, man. If you wake up in the morning and you just listen to everybody listens to the same shit, isn't that how you control a group of people? Makes sense. So... Uh, there you go, guys. This has been 375. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I will read your unacceptables uh, next time. Please send your unacceptables to unacceptables for tve at gmail.com. Let me know if you saw Hold the Night and you want to shed some light on it for us or for the listeners because I sure can use it. Um, check out, uh, you know, make your predictions on Capper Network and, and check it out and get up on the leaderboard and have people pay for your advice or, or you can make bets based on uh, other people. It's completely, completely free to join. Go to All Things Comedy. Uh, you know, guys know my special will be out November 2nd. Um, you know, finally, it's finally here. Just editing it, getting it together now. Uh, as far as shows, I'll be in Saginaw, uh, Michigan tomorrow with uh, Bill Burr and Joe Bartnick doing our annual football game, and uh, and then I just have a bunch of dates. I will be at the Comedy Cove in New Jersey, October 19th and 20th. Come out to that. Um, I don't know. People are asking me. I might be with Bill Burr at Madison Square Garden, Bill Burr and Joe Bartnick. I don't know, but uh, get tickets to that if you haven't already. 
Um, and, uh, and I have a bunch of my, uh, you know, a bunch of my dates. You could check out my New York city dates, check it out at, uh, paulverzi.com. Uh, thank you guys so much. This has been TVE, uh, 375 until next time. I will, uh, talk to you guys soon. Take care.